We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Podcast as we head into a tight end and defense Thursday edition for the week 16 slate of NFL games as we somehow only have two weeks of regular season action left. I'm your host, James Seltzer, and with me, as always, uh, the man who's been just making amazing calls week after week. He says Tyler Lockett will blow up. Tyler Lockett blows up, and I'm sure he's going to give you a tight end in defense or two this week that's going to blow up as well. You can follow him on Twitter at Statsman22. Mr. Paul Bruno, what's up, Paul? You know what? I listen to these podcasts on a daily basis, even the ones that I don't do, and all of us are giving great, great calls. I encourage our listeners to tell their friends unless they're competing against them, because we're making a lot of people look really good if they listen to our choices. And I want to also take the opportunity to wish you the best of the holidays. This is our last show together before the Christmas break. And uh, so best to you and yours and all of our listeners as well from the Bruno household. Paul, I would like to echo those sentiments. Uh, Happy holidays to everyone out there. Enjoy the holidays. And more importantly, or as importantly, uh, good luck on the holidays in your fantasy matchups because we got a ton of Saturday and Sunday football to talk about here and some 
Thursday and Monday action as well, Paul, as it's a uh, the holidays also bring football joy, which we will never complain about. So let's let's jump in and try and help some people out, make some money. Tight end and defense Thursday, Paul. Let's jump in at the tight ends here. Is uh, we barely have a tight end at the seven thousand threshold. This is uh, first week in a while. I feel like we haven't had anyone even over seven thousand. Jordan Reed sitting there at seven thousand. But uh, let's, as a result of that, why don't we look at those top three guys on the board? You got Tyler Eifert at sixty-seven hundred, Greg Olson sixty-eight hundred, and Jordan Reed at seven thousand. Uh, are you taking a shot on any of those guys, Paul? Well, you know, the top two guys, Reed and Olsen, they're questionable status right now if I look at the latest information that I have. Uh, one, uh, Reed has a shoulder issue. He would be facing the Bears in cold weather. I don't like that matchup particularly for him. And then Greg Olsen faces Atlanta. Ordinarily, I would love that matchup because Atlanta's pass defense is rather suspect, but he's got a bum knee that he's dealing with right now. And so I'll stay away from those guys because I think there's a lot more value below. The third guy in this group, Tyler Eifert, has been one of the hotter guys in terms of tight end production, but he's facing the number one defense in the NFL. So again, I'll shy away from that since it's a Houston home game as well. Yeah, none of these guys really speak to me. I think Olsen will play. He's probably the one just based on the matchup I might take a shot on, but I agree. I, I think I'm spending less for my tight end this week. Speaking of which, Paul, why don't we look at the other four guys at 6,000 and above, from Kyle Ruff at 6,000 up to Travis Kelsey at 6,500. Are you willing to spend for any of these guys in this range here? Well, you mentioned Rudolph. He's one of a, a few guys that, that uh, has been – Pretty good at topping the 10 fan duel points per week in four of his last six weeks. That puts him at, almost at the head of the class among all tight ends in recent in terms of recent play. So I like that as part of a form chart. If you're looking at who's hot, he gets the Packers. That That's a hot team, maybe one of the hottest teams in all of football, too. So I think it's a good matchup for him because if there's anything vulnerable about the Packers, I think it's a little bit in the secondary. And then I really like Delaney Walker, a little bit more expensive at $6,400. He's become a favorite target of Marcus Mariota and gets a better matchup than any of the more expensive tight ends uh, on the board. So I think he's one of the better plays uh, if you're going to spend some money. He's averaged 10.8 points per week, and he's had a very good second half. So I think he might be in a lot of, quite a few of my lineups this weekend. Yeah, Delaney Walker, I think, is my favorite play of this group as well. But I like Rudolph as well, and I don't hate Travis Kelsey. It's obviously a tough matchup with Denver, but if you look at the last time he played them, you know, eight catches, 101 yards. Um, it's a decent price, uh, a Denver better against receivers. But even so, I think Delaney Walker, the standout play for me in this range. Paul, let's uh, let's creep on down here as we go from uh, 50. There is no one at 5,500, so that could be an even split for us. Why don't we go 5,600 <laughs> up to 5,900? Ladarius Green at the top, I'm guessing you will not play. You will probably not play this week. Uh, down to Cameron Brate. So we got four other potential options there. Any of those guys standing out? Yeah, you mentioned, first of all, with Green, he's questionable with a concussion issue, so very unlikely to play, and that's a tough matchup against Baltimore and their stout defense anyway. I'm shying away from Zach Ertz and Eric Ebron. I'm in favor of Cameron Brait and Martellus Wade, uh, Bennett. I'll tell you why. Brait is facing that New Orleans defense. We slag them every time we talk about uh, receivers against defenses. This is mismatch time, big time, for a guy who's been among the most productive as his possession in seven of the last eight weeks. I love that consistency, and I think he delivers again against the Saints. And then Martellus Bennett, 
As I said yesterday, I think this is one where the Jets are in for a spanking, and I, I, we know that Gronkowski's not a factor, so that means any tight end looks will go likely go Martellus Bennett's way, and that means uh, I look for him maybe to get uh, lucky in the uh, red zone area to pad his stats, but certainly be a factor in that pass offense. Yeah, I like both those guys. I wouldn't shy away from Ertz as much just because I don't think the Eagles have really any other option offensively. It's a tough matchup, but they've got to throw the ball to somebody. I think it will be Ertz, but uh, I think Bennett and Bray, definitely the two guys in that range that I prefer the most. Paul, let's take it from 5,000 Jared Cook up to 5,400. Uh, a couple of interesting names here. Any of these guys standing out? Well, there's a quandary here when it comes to the San Diego game because they get that featured matchup against the Browns. Uh, I don't know who to choose between Gates or Henry. you got to really look at who's getting the more snaps, and, and uh, it's a tough call right now. They're almost splitting it in recent weeks, so I'm going to just uh, toss a coin, but I'm going to pick one of those two guys uh, in, a, in at least one, one of my leagues this weekend, one of my rosters. Uh, I think you pay attention to the wires and see if there's any uh, news about who gets the start. Uh, who, who's the favorite play? But they both are great values of 5,400 bucks. Then I also like Dwayne Allen, but he's also part of a, a three-headed monster in terms of the tight ends that the Colts have at the, their disposal. Much the same thing. Uh, they're facing a very porous pass defense, and you've got to make sure you get the right, right guy who gets the more, most uh, snaps and most targets. So uh, there's some question marks in this range, but if you get the right guy, there's pretty good value as well. Yeah, I like those two San Diego guys. I don't know which one it's going to be. I think... Henry is better now, but Gates, obviously, uh, the old guard. And also, I think Gates more likely to get a touchdown. So it's a tough call, but um, I like either one, especially as a tournament play, just to take a shot on one of the two having a really big game. Uh, Cleveland, not surprisingly, giving up the most points to tight ends of any team in the league. So uh, I think okay. there is a legitimate potential there. All right, Paul, let's get down to the real values. 4900 and below to min price at 45 Are there any tight ends in this range that pique your interest? I cannot believe my guy, Jason Witness, priced below $5,000. Let me begin by saying that. So I think this is a screaming hot value. He caught 10 balls. You want to take a shot at me for the fumble, go ahead. But that was he fumbles about as often as we see Haley's Comet, so uh, I'll take that once every millennium, it seems. But ten, I'll take 10 catches with him against Detroit, and, and I like my chances to get good value at 4900 bucks. I feel the same way about Levine Toliolo of Atlanta because their starting tight end is, is, is uh, iffy and Austin Hooper, Hooper, that is. So if he gets the start, that's another great value against Carolina, the worst pass defense that's out there. And then a couple other teams that have will face each other. We talked about the, the high-scoring offenses and the poor defenses. That means Clive Wolford of Oakland, priced at $4,500, faces the Colts. And uh, Jack Doyle of Indianapolis, if he gets more looks than any other tight end against Oakland, that's another great value at $4,500. So I'll, ta I'll take the handcuff in this case. He's $700 less than his counterpart in Indianapolis. Yeah, Paul, I love those names. Witten, obviously, for that price. Uh... A solid play. A lot of interesting names. Charles Clay at minimum price coming off 72 and a touchdown, obviously, against uh, Cleveland. So you take it with a grain of salt. But I think uh, if you're throwing a dart, uh, him at 7,500. And then Jesse James again, if uh, Ladarius Green is out again, uh, potential to be a min price upside play as well. Paul, let's uh, 
Let's jump into the defenses here as we look at this. Uh, you know, we often uh, uh, talk about how uh, defenses, you kind of sometimes can be an afterthought, but ultimately can really win you a week, uh, especially when they have a huge week. Um, you know, like Green Bay did a couple weeks ago, or like, uh, you know, we've seen some defenses do. So, uh, Paul, let's uh, let's look at the top of this list. We have three defenses, 5,000 or above, the Seahawks, the Patriots at 5,000, and Denver at 5,100. Are you paying up for any Ds this week? I like the New England one. I've been teasing that for the, these, this show and yesterday's show. This is a huge mismatch, and I think that uh, New England might pay off here big time because the Jets – I think they're going to turn the ball over. They're going to be a mess in this game. I really, I really sense a big-time blowout. And defense will be a part of it, just like the offense. So I, I like that one ahead of the other two picks. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Belichick going up against Bryce Petty, that just feels like a disaster waiting to happen. I like the Broncos going up against KC, too, just because obviously it's not an imposing matchup, and I could see that being a very tight defensive-type game. But I think if I'm going to spend 5000 or above, I'm going to spend it on the Patriots. Paul, let's uh, take 4,900 down to 4,600 there. As we have San Francisco, weird to say them, uh, above mid-price, uh, all the way up to uh, Tennessee at 49, right below them, the Rams. So that matchup uh, potentially providing uh, some bad teams with some defensive upside. There's a lot of picks that are possible for me in this range, from 46 to 4,900. I'll be in at the top, counting on the Rams having a long memory back to opening night where they got skunked by a bad 49ers club. They actually got shut out. I think it'll be really gunning for this and another rivalry game to get revenge over that embarrassing night that started this season for them. And then San Diego against Cleveland. Obviously, I'm predicting that Cleveland doesn't do much on either side of the ball. So I like San Diego in this one for 4,900. And then Tennessee against Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is just a notch above Cleveland overall, in my opinion. And so this is against a Tennessee club that's got something to play for. And this is going to look like it. This is going to be a team that cares against a team that doesn't. And then after that, I'm going to go say that New York Giants against Philadelphia I mean, your poor Eagles, they'll be in tough against the surging Giants. They're playing very good ball, and the defense has been carrying them all season long. So I like, like their chances of continuing that in Philly. And if we go down to the $4,600 values, there's two teams that I like in that range, Buffalo and Green Bay. Buffalo, the league's, 27, uh, the league's 27th ranked pass offense, will struggle in the cold of this northern border city. I think Miami's going to have trouble moving the ball against against the Bills in their backyard. And I think feel the same way about the Packers' defense against Minnesota. They've, the Packers have really picked up their game in recent weeks, and that's bad news for the league's 31st-ranked offense. Yeah, I feel there are a lot, of, uh, a lot of options that I like in this range. It's weird because it's a lot of not the best defenses, but having the best matchups. Uh, I like the Giants call because that actually is a legitimately really good defense right now in the Eagles offense, lacking in talent. So I think that's a strong call in a Thursday night game that could get ugly. Uh, love the Jags. Uh, Tennessee going up against the Jags call. And certainly the Packers call. The only other uh, defense I'll throw in, in there is uh, uh, Kansas City going up against a Denver offense that has just been really, really bad the last few weeks. Uh, Trevor Simeon struggled. The uh, running game is pretty much non-existent so uh, I could see that being a solid play as well Paul let's uh let's take it down to the bottom Pittsburgh at 4500 all the way down to the uh Cleveland Browns and Jag sharing that four thousand dollar min price label this week 
Yeah, you mentioned the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. I'm going to take Baltimore in this one. It's a key rivalry matchup that I teased yesterday along with you. The Ravens have had the Steelers numbered up late in this series going back a few years, including the last meeting this year in Baltimore. And uh, I think they're going to come up big again and uh, find a way to minimize the, the Pittsburgh passing game with a little more pressure on Big Ben. And I'm really surprised that Houston is priced in this range because this is the league's stingiest defense at priced at $4,500 against an up-and-down Bengals team that could also be attempting play at this range. Yeah, uh, there, I think the Houston call is a great call, 4500 I would be nervous about as good as the Baltimore D is going up against that Pittsburgh offense in Pittsburgh, but um, I, I don't think it's a bad upside play just because of how good that D is and the price. Uh, one more, I'll, I'll actually go on the other side of the Eagles game. You know, uh, the Eagles D has been so-so, and uh, the Giants offense has not been particularly good. It's it's actually been pretty bad. So um, I could see the Eagles uh, holding up well enough at 4,200 to make it worth your while, but uh, obviously nothing too exciting there. But uh, I think uh, uh, I agree with you that the Texans clearly the play in that uh, 4,500 and below. Paul, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, you know, what? what's funny about this defense thing, I'll note that the Jets are priced at $3,000. That's not a misprint, but people are agreeing with us that they're not expecting much from the Jets at all in this matchup. It's funny to see a team priced $1,000 below anybody else I didn't else even notice it, Paul. It Like, I looked yeah. down, and I just saw the Jags <laughs> at 4000 and I was like, well, they yeah. never go below 4000 Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a shocker. That is a slap in the face, man. <laughs> Look at that. Well, in any case, like I said before, this is our last show before Christmas and the holidays when they kick in. I've had a ball doing this with you, I must say, and I'm looking forward to finishing up the season after Christmas, uh, and we'll carry on with this next week, I guess, right? Same for me. I cannot wait. Everyone tune in on uh, tomorrow to hear uh, Johnny McKechnie and Paul round out the week, and then... Paul Bruno and I will be back next week for our usual wide receiver Wednesday show. So, again, follow him on Twitter at Statsman22. I am James Seltzer for Paul Bruno. This has been the Week 16 Tight End and Defense Edition of the Rotowire DFS Podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.